The Living Traditions Festival is back Friday, May 17th through Sunday, May 19th at Washington Square Park in downtown Salt Lake City. You will find a global food court, live music, performances, art, workshops, Bohemian Brewery, and stuff for kids. Full disclosure, this is my favorite Salt Lake Festival. For details and to see the full program, visit livingtraditionsfestival.com or find them on Instagram and Facebook at SLC Living Trad. Here is what Salt Lake's talking about. Dating in this city can be comedically intense, but the silver lining is that the stories that come of it are solid gold. Last Valentine's Day, you sent us your cringiest and zaniest tales of dating in Small Lake City. And I read them out loud with a special guest, my former boss and the host of KUER's Radio West, Doug Fabrizio. It's Thursday, February 8th. I'm Allie Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Doug Fabrizio, welcome to CityCast Salt Lake. Allie, hi. It's so good to have you. My heart is bursting on this Valentine's Day having you on this show. Bursting. I love that idea. Bursting. Is is, is it actually bursting? It is actually bursting. It actually just ripped into my uh, Utah flag t-shirt that I'm repping today. Okay, so here's what we're going to do today. People have heard you on Radio West for more than 20 years now. Mm-hmm. Thank you for lending your talents to us this Valentine's Day. This is the premise. All right. People, listeners, have written in their true awkward dating stories to us, and now they are going to be gasping and giggling <laughs> as you and I read them out loud both back to them and to a new audience. We've got like six tales that we've pared down. And I think you should go first. Just kick us right off. All right. I'm jumping in. Here we go. We met online, texted, talked on the phone, and decided to meet in person. I arrived a bit early and was eagerly looking for the person who would match their dating site photo. I didn't see him initially, so I sat where he could see me. And a guy did approach me, saying he recognized me from my dating photos. But obviously, he had aged a decade or two from the photos he had posted of himself. We we broke the ice with some small talk, ordered coffee. And while taking our first sips, he said, I didn't feel like putting my teeth in today. What? I had gotten dressed up and put on makeup, and he didn't feel the need to put in his teeth? That's... Oh, my God. What is that about? This is an epic tale of giving up before you even start. Honestly. <laughs> honestly. Like, I, and I feel like when you're having these first encounters, is there a deal breaker? What's the deal breaker? When do you think, nope. This is not going to work. Or when do you say, all right, I'm going to let that pass? But it seems like, how do you let the teeth thing pass? I think trying at all is non-negotiable early on. Yeah. Because it's like, if you're looking to be in a relationship with someone for a long time, you have your whole lives to stop trying, right? It's like, 
this is the time to try. If the first date is like not worth it for you, why are you there? Yeah. Like go watch a movie. Yeah. Go watch someone else be on a date. Well, and it's the, the photos thing is is interesting too. Like I've been off the market for a, a while. So is it a thing where you have like really young photos or photos when you were in really great shape that don't match reality? Is that still a thing? Well, I don't know because personally, like I'm dating people in their 30s. So like by and large, they're looking pretty good. But I have to ask you, Doug, like, do you have friends that are on the apps where age in photos could be mysteriously interpreted? I'm in that part of my life where I have friends who, in fact, I have a friend now who just got divorced and he's just entering this new phase of his life. And I think he's Mm. he's having to figure that out. But, you know, it's I'm not in my 30s and neither is he. And so I wonder if it's a different world for that age group. I don't know. It's interesting. I have to tell you, like to answer your question about whether people lie in their photos, I recently was sent a screenshot of a man on Hinge whose photo was Shia LaBeouf, (laughs) (laughs) a shirtless famed celebrity Shia LaBeouf. And it's like, I don't know, at that point, like, I guess you're just you're just hoping for the best, hoping you meet someone who doesn't know who Shia LaBeouf <laughs> is and gives you a shot. But like, that's real. Was he trying to be ironic? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Who knows, right? It was a photo of Shia LaBeouf smoking a cigarette shirtless, and then he had a knife like tucked into his pants. So also vaguely threatening. Was there a caption that said, just do it? There was no caption. The caption was like, hi, I'm whatever, Jake. Like, I'm 31. I'm a front-end developer. Like, let's get a drink, you know? I don't know. Red flag. Anyway. Okay, here's another story. I'm going to read this one. I tried online dating for the first time, and we went to one of the very few restaurants in Logan at the time, the gas station Indian food place. If you know, you know. So we sat down, and it was awkward, as first online dates usually are. And then she looks over and goes, Mom? Dad? She was a local, and it turns out we were seated right next to her parents in a tiny restaurant. It got worse because it turns out her dad was a professor in the department I was studying in. So we spent the whole day talking to her parents and her dad about my research, and I was trapped having to appeal to them on two fronts. I think that just killed it, and there was no second date, even though I had already met the parents. (laughs) That's great. It makes me think about Logan. Right. And the restaurants there. Dating in a college town is tough because you're just like everyone's quite young or like a professor. It's a really small pool. Okay. I actually have another one for you, Doug, that's kind of a bonus. Speaking of meeting the parents, Mm -hmm. it was a really long voice note that someone left. So I'm going to paraphrase it. Ready? Yeah. So this young woman who lives in Salt Lake, now about my age, she decides to go out on a date with this guy. They go to a Bob Dylan concert, which is yeah. pretty impressive first date. Yeah. And afterwards, she's like, not sure she's feeling it, but he helps her write a paper into the night that night. So he's like, have I earned a second date? And she's like, yeah, you have. So he's like, I propose for our second date. We go to this kind of thing that some of my friends are doing. Like they all rented a house on Bear Lake and we're going to be like kind of just chilling and it'll be beautiful. It's summer. We'll like swim, hang out by the lake. Everyone there will be really fun. You should come. And she's like, well, okay. Like this seems like a kind of intense second date, but also, you know, we all know that a cabin on Bear Lake is sort of sought after. So she agrees to go. The morning of their date, He goes to pick her up. She opens the front door. He is standing there. Blood 
dripping out of his face. His cheeks are stuffed with gauze. He has had his wisdom teeth removed that morning. What? She gets in the car. She's like, this is strange. And in the car is this lovely young couple who she figures out very quickly are his sister and her fiance. Hmm. And she's like, oh, your sister's here. Okay. Like usually, I don't know. I guess siblings like hanging out sometimes, but like this feels a little intense. So they hit the road and he is starting to look unwell from this surgery. And she finds out in chatting with his sister and her fiance that where they are headed, Doug, do you want to guess? Do you want to guess where they're headed? No, I, well, I have no idea. What do you mean? The family reunion. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I guess you should have seen that coming, maybe. Really? It's their second date. Well, the. Yeah, it's true. So they are too far to turn around. They arrive at the house. She's like, there are like 30 family members there. We've got cousins. We've got aunts, the whole crew. They're so excited we're here. They're waving us in. Oh, my goodness. It's so nice to meet you. He must really like you. He never brings girls around. Mm. This is so great. Meanwhile, he is starting to look increasingly pale, right? So he's like, I'm going to go lay down because I just had teeth ripped out of my face this morning. And she's like, no problem. I'll just have, you know, ham sandwiches on lime rolls with your family here at Bear Lake <laughs> that I don't know on our second date. So she's chilling with the family. They're like making wedding bell jokes. She's trying to go with the flow. And finally, she gets up the courage when he awakens from his like slumber and is looking <laughs> much better to be like, we need to go for a walk and have a conversation. Wow. And so they start walking down towards the lake. And she's like, you got to take me home first thing in the morning. Yeah. You understand. And he's like, I get it. And he says, this is my favorite part. To be fair, I did tell you it would be a group of fun people. And my family is really fun. Oh, how adorable. And she's like, love that for you. Yeah. I got to go home. Yeah. So this is the final act. As they are walking down towards the lake having this conversation, they see something running towards them. Is it a dog? Is it a cat? It is screeching. What? And all of a sudden, he just turns to her and is like, run. So they turn around and start running back to the house, being chased by some like crazy animal. They bang on the sliding glass door. The family opens the door, lets them in. They slam the sliding glass door. And what crashes into the glass in that moment but a seemingly rabid skunk. Wow. And she's like, we went to bed and we went home the next day. And that was our last date. This is an epic story. I know. Wait, wait. So Right here in Salt Lake City. So it's not a meat cute. Because you could see how yeah. that would be a setup. Like, this was a disaster and then happily ever after the ending, right? Yeah. I mean, I do like those, right? Yeah, it's like, you I feel like a lot of the best friendships, you hate each other in the mm -hmm. beginning. Yeah. So I feel like maybe to your first question about, like, how much do you put up with on the first date? If someone inspires something in you, even if maybe it's loathing, maybe you should kind of just roll with it. Whenever posture comes up in conversation, we all do that thing where we immediately sit upright and pull our shoulders back. Did you do it just now? I did a movement session with Chandler at Embodied Patients, and after a few gentle corrections, I was surprised to find sitting up straight is incredibly easy. 
Chandler's practice combines over a decade of study in yoga, Pilates, and the Alexander Technique. So why should you invest in your posture? Let's start with the link between better posture and better breathing. Whether you're returning to activity from an injury, looking to manage pain, or just have the sense things could be a little easier, Chandler will teach you to create sustainable movement habits so that you can enjoy the things you love for longer. Maybe that's running marathons. Maybe it's walking the dog. Visit embodiedpatients.com to book a session with Chandler and give yourself the gift of your own attention. Spring is when leases expire, and if you're looking for a new or better apartment situation, here's the scoop at Ico Fort Union. Fort Union is Ico's newest build in Cottonwood Heights off 1300 East and 6720 South. And as they say in real estate, location, location, location. Ico Fort Union puts you 10 minutes from the mouth of Big Cottonwood Canyon and central to all the Fort Union shops and restaurants, but the complex is located on a dead-end street, so you get peace. Ico Fort Union offers studio, one, two, and three-bedroom apartment homes, plus these very cool three-bedroom work-live apartments, so if you're starting something new, you can live above your business space. Amenities include a pet spa, a spin loft, a bike hub, and EV charging stations. And they are signing leases right now. So visit liveatfortunion.com for a tour. Okay, so let's talk about a story that might have a deal breaker moment here. Okay, this is, are you ready for this next one? Yep. All right, my most awkward dating stories come from my time as a student at BYU. We were talking about yeah, I mean. college romances. Okay. I had gone on a couple of dates with this one girl that lived in the same apartment complex that I was living in. And I decided to stop by and say hi. She and her roommate had all these catchphrase game cards spread out over the kitchen table and had black mm-hmm. Sharpie markers in their hands. And when I asked what they were up to, they explained that they were censoring the inappropriate <laughs> words from catchphrase. Needless to say, no. I know. Needless to say, I didn't ask her out again. Pretty clear deal breaker. But I wonder is is, is there a lot of kind of stuff at BYU? You know? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that like dating and like romance is all about like trying to figure out what your body is telling your brain and like process that. <laughs> and I think in at BYU in particular, that's probably really, really stressful and exhausting. Yeah, I think so too. That's what I'll say. Yeah. I think you're, you know, you're looking for someone who gets it, like gets you mm-hmm. or gets the joke or, you know, at least in this case, you can tell right away, like, no, this is not going to work. I mean, look, there's an alternate ending to this story where this person is like, Hand me a Sharpie. I see bastard <laughs> over right. there. Yeah, we got to yeah. get that sucker out of here. Holy heck. Yeah, yeah. Right? Fudge that. Yeah, fudge that. But now they know. And now they know. Okay, speaking of there's someone for everyone, listen to this one. One fateful Sunday, I met up with this guy at Trolley Square for dinner. I started asking him about his interests. He turned to me and asked if I believed in monsters. I said, oh, like Sasquatch and the Loch Ness Monster? giving him the benefit of the doubt. His response was, no, like vampires and werewolves. I spent some time trying to hunt them. I truly believe there's something more out there. At this point, I became genuinely curious. So I asked if he was ever successful. He told me he was pretty sure he was getting close to finding something, 
because a statue of a gremlin followed him around a store. That spooked him, so he stopped hunting monsters. To this day, I don't know if he was messing with me. <laughs> Is he trolling? Oh, seriously. I mean, she says to this day, I don't know if he was messing with So. I- Clearly, she didn't, like, there wasn't a second date, right? No. No. But this is a very, you make a very Salt Lake point here. (laughs) And I think that to this day is important because this is a small, small city for dating. Hmm. And so, like, if you go out with someone once and you're left with questions about them or, like, just kind of unresolved stuff, chances are you actually could resolve it down the line because you absolutely will see that person again, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Like you might even see them when you're on a different date with someone else and they're on a different date with someone else and you're sitting near each other in the same place, which absolutely happens. So it is possible that she saw him and was like, quick question, you still hunting vampires? Mm -hmm. And he was like, absolutely. But to your question of whether he was trolling her, like, do you think that happens? Like it's a test? Like, Well, I don't know because – Personally, I have a very specific and dark sense of humor, but this is this is a long bit. No, it's yeah, a long this bit. Is a long and, and usually there would be the there would be the pause and then the no, I'm just messing with you. And right. everything would be fine. And clearly that didn't happen here. Which is also the sign of a bad joke. If you have to follow your joke with I'm just kidding. Yeah. You didn't nail it. No, for sure. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Trolley Wing Company though. Good place for a date, do you think? Because I actually think on location they nailed it. Yeah, I think so. A producer of ours, it's one of his favorite places, goes there all the time, can't say enough Mm. about it. I don't know if he's found love there, but yeah, (laughs) I like that. I think that's a good idea, actually. Do you have a favorite date spot in Salt Lake, Doug? You know, one of my favorite date spots is Este Pizza. Oh, wow. That's cute. First of all, I love just like New York style pizza. When we go to Este, it's about cheese pizza. That's it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I like the vibe. I like the kind of graffiti. I, it, there's something about it that just seems great. And now we don't invite anyone. It's just us. So, yeah, kind of a dating spot. Well, and like, I don't know. Romance, I feel like, should be simple and indulgent. Mm-hmm. And like a heavily greased triangle of cheese pizza is yeah. both of those things. Absolutely. And you both eat it in the same way. You know, you do the New York fold. You fold it and let that grease pool in the center. That, yeah. That's love, you know? <laughs> okay, bring us home with the okay. last story. Right. This is a good one, I think, because we've heard the awkward ones that didn't quite work out. This has a twist. I don't have any bad dating stories from Salt Lake City. In fact, I have the exact opposite. I moved to Salt Lake City from Ohio at the end of 2020. I still had Hinge downloaded on my phone, but told myself at the start of 2021, I would delete it. On New Year's Eve 2020, I was alone and bored, stuck in my apartment because of the pandemic. So I decided to use Hinge for my last few hours of the year. And I matched with a guy named Nathan, who had moved to Salt Lake six months prior from Texas. We were both complete foreigners in Utah, and the isolation at that point of the pandemic delayed our ability to explore and connect with our new city. So we did apartment dates and lots of hikes until vaccinations became available and things opened up a bit more. I feel like there should be a drum roll right here or something. Here's the end. Coming around. Now we are engaged. Ah! 
happily living together in downtown Salt Lake City. And we both are daily CityCast Salt Lake listeners. Oh, that's pandering. It is pandering a bit, (laughs) but let me finish. Thank you so much, this person says, for helping us find our home in this strange but wonderful little city. Wow. Get that on the Visit Salt Lake website immediately. It's great. That's lovely. You know what I really love about this story is that people hate the apps and we talk smack on the apps. But sometimes you hear these like app dating success stories Mm -hmm. and they're hard to ignore. Yeah. I mean, they still exist, right? I mean, they must be working. And in this case, it's great. It it worked. Right. It totally worked in the final hours of a terrible year, 2020. Yeah, it's true. It's true. A silver lining moment from the pandemic. Wow. We love it. Well, okay. Before I let you go, Doug, I know you're not a love doctor, but you are known for your wisdom. (laughs) Do you have any parting thoughts for Salt Lake's Lonely Hearts? I think I would say based on the stories we've heard. Like, if you just map out the trajectory of all of them, disaster, 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 and then success. Here's my wisdom. Take it for what it's worth. Keep trying. It'll work eventually. Doug Fabrizio, thank you so much. Thank you, Allie. That is all for us today here on CityCast Salt Lake. We will be back tomorrow morning with more from around this city.